This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. A little hot in here. Hold on. Hold on. I got to just... just uh, undress. Wow, look at him, I, I him peacocking. I have waited. About the win on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> I have look waited this. for two months to wear my Do Your Job shirts. And you know what? I actually questioned whether or not you'd be excited that your team won last night because of what it means for the draft pick. I didn't know what version of Evan Cohen I was going to get this morning. I'm happy. And, and less than a minute into the show, you break it out. <laughs> I break the, out my the, Do Your the Job. Do Your Job shirt. Do Your wow. Job. Bill Belichick. Smalls does not like it. I could see her face. She does not like my do-your-job celebration of the third win in 13 games for the New England Pel- uh, no, it's Patriots. No, Pelicans. You said Pelicans? <laughs> I said New Orleans. The Pelicans certainly did not win last night against the Lakers. Wow. Matter of fact, the Patriots had more offense than the Pelicans last night. That is actually not a pretty sure. Shockingly. Shockingly. Evan, I am thrilled for you that it is a victory Friday. I just cannot believe that you hit purchase on that shirt. I can't believe you put it in your cart. Okay. And then you hit purchase. I got to be honest that your about credit something. card was going to be charged. I got to be honest about something. I did not buy this. Someone gave it to me, and I cannot remember who. <laughs> so I feel guilty. I would give the person credit. I cannot remember who gave me this shirt for the life of me. But it is the Bill Belichick mantra: Do your job. We saw last night Thursday night football where CC uh, uh, basically moment by moment was updating <laughs> us on the group chat about hitting the over for ESPN bet. Like, and I about was, the uh, only person that was more excited about the over was Al Michaels. That's it. And he that, mentioned was, it. that was the only person in America that was more excited about that game hitting the over in the first half than me. That was Al Michaels. That's as right. soon as Deontay Johnson caught that pass, he said, those of you that had the over, over. I'm just wow, this is incredible. This guy never misses an opportunity to insert gambling into the broadcast. I know. 20, never misses. 21-18, some of the, the particulars with the game last night. New England scored a lot early on. Bailey Zappi had three touchdown passes. That was the second straight loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers at home to a two-win team, which is obviously not good. Mitch Trubisky, 22 of 35, 190, a touchdown and a pick, did have a rushing touchdown. I was stunned at one thing, guys. Maybe more of of a takeaway for me than New England actually performing offensively. And yes, I know that Pats fans and fans around the NFL will look at me today as a Pat fan and be like, what is wrong with you? This just hurts their draft position. I can't root against my own team. I'm sorry. But speaking of rooting against your own team, what stood out to me from that game last night, I cannot believe how much the Steelers fans hate the Steelers this year. It's unbelievable. No, they don't hate the Steelers. They, well, the they, didn't hate the, they didn't hate the Steelers. They, they didn't hate the They hate Mitch Trubisky. They hate the quarterback play that they've been subjected to, and I don't blame them. I don't either. I mean, last week, Mitch Trubisky has a 24 QBR. 24. Yesterday, he goes out there and he has a 74 passer rating. I know that those numbers are obscure, but just take my word for it. That means you're getting really bad quarterback play. And in a game where your defense blocks a punt and your defense actually gets an interception both times, gifting your offense the ball inside of the 30, you still end up losing. That is maddening to watch as a fan base. And in an unlosable game on a short week at home, you lost to the absolute worst offense in the National Football League. You lost to the Arizona Cardinals four days before. I mean, Mitch Trubisky at this point is writing the, the screenplay for how to lose a wild card in five days. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that's where we're at right now. 
That's how bad the quarterback play has been in Pittsburgh. But and they, were, not, they were nasty, though, CC. No, I couldn't believe it. Well, uh, you say it was nasty. I love the signs like we want Rudolph, and it has yeah. a picture of Rudolph. Well, like, I, I, love, he, I love those signs. Great. I love those signs. Let's be That's fair. Mason, who knew Mason Rudolph was even still in the NFL? Yeah, but Mason Rudolph has won more games as a Pittsburgh Steeler than Mitch Trubisky. Let's be clear about that. And so I guess when they look at the weapons, you got George Pickens, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Pat Fryer-Mulacher, you got Jalen Warren, you got Najee Harris. Their offensive line has not nearly been as bad as it has been in years past. They're wondering why this thing can't work, and you don't need to be a rocket science to figure it out. It's because you're getting below average quarterback play. And so I don't have any problem with the fan base letting the team hear about it and specifically letting the quarterback hear about it because Mitch Trubisky deserved it. If we're talking about the Mason Rudolph era in glowing terms, that's a pretty bleak state of affairs. It's, I see what you did right there. You know what I'm saying? In glowing then? terms. Okay. You got yeah, it. I see what you did right there. But I don't blame them because that offense just had to do the bare minimum. I'm not taking away from Bailey Zappi and what we saw out of the Patriots offense last night because they looked competent, surprisingly, from an offense that scored 13 points in its past three games. Going into this game, we thought, okay, we know what the Patriots defense is going to do. If the Pittsburgh offense can just be competent if they could just do the bare minimum they'll win this game and we didn't see that last night yeah I mean I thought New England offensively was pretty good early on in this game they were great and I think that Bailey Zappi Bailey Zappi is clearly better than Mac Jones he was better last night in the first half than at any point in Mac Jones's career since his rookie year so two plus years at this point two years or whatever it is at this point so do your job Bailey Zappi was actually doing he did his job he he was doing Mac Jones job yeah well and now (laughs) you know all the all the Patriots media members that I follow on social media are now the question becomes should they have played him earlier yeah because remember they did cut him in the preseason he went through waivers they brought him back right so like this was not the plan all along but they looked competent they played all the tight ends which I was happy about right and and Ezekiel Elliott, to his credit, is a big-name guy. People last night probably watching a standalone Patriots game for the first time in God knows how long probably had the moment of, oh, yeah, he's on New England. He's been great for them in the role that he's been in this year. But, yeah, I am happy about the win because I don't have the ability to root against the team even though I know it probably hurts them in the draft. Also, also, sorry, Cece, it goes to the biggest thing that you've been carrying water for this season in Bill Belichick, that he hasn't lost the locker room, that these guys are still fighting for him, which I think for you specifically wearing your Do Your Job t-shirt today is a very positive sign for your guy. And Jabril Pepper's coming out after the game saying, hey, this one was for Belichick. we got to quiet all the noise. And, so they And their defense, as you pointed out, has been great. Belichick. Yeah, well, I mean, he did. Jabril Peppers, I lo- he's been great. He's been great. But their defense is really <laughs> good. Win one for Bill. Yeah. Whatever they need. Oh, Whatever they need. Gosh. I have. It, are we at that point in the season? Yes. Win, win one for Belichick. Of course we yes. are. I mean, what yes. else are they trying to win for? Yeah, well, I got to acknowledge they're playing how for bad pride. It is. Let me tell you something. It's never a good position to be in in the NFL when your locker room is saying, "Let's play for pride." But that just shows you how far this program has fallen and how far Bill Belichick has lost touch when it comes to keeping up with the modern times in the NFL. Like His program has lost its luster. Now, I stopped short of saying that what's happened this season or what's happened the post-Brady era tarnishes his legacy because I don't know how you can tarnish six championships but them trophies got some smudges on them. It's got some smudges on them right now. Like it's just, it, it, it's it's so far gone, and the bar is so low that we get excited about what we saw last night. Mm-hmm. And what I would look at is saying you're playing irrelevant football. The only thing that you could be doing now is playing spoiler 
and we're just in week 14. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's early December. It's bad, but I'm telling you, what's worse is if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, that is worse than obviously anything going on in New England because New England's already no four. way no no no, way. no wait no hold way. on hold no on way. hold on let me no let me, way. let me give this let me give it what I'm saying here okay what I'm saying is New England's done we've already established that this what's going on with the Steelers is new New England's not relevant relative to the playoff picture what I'm saying is worse is now you may join New England because how do you project Pittsburgh to go to the playoffs I don't think you can right now. That's what I'm saying. Is that the New only, the only established re- to be done? The only reason we will project that Pittsburgh would still be able to get to the playoffs is because we've never seen Mike Tomlin have a losing record. Yeah, but, we've never, but they can we, go nine we, and eight and not make the playoffs. No, and that's fair. But, but I guess that's the thing. They could go nine and wait nine and eight and still make the playoffs. And so I guess we're assuming or assigning the fact that Pittsburgh can still find a way to figure out two wins over their next four games in order to punch their ticket. I, I don't. That's the difference between where the two teams are, where the two programs are. We're no longer giving the benefit of the doubt to the New England Patriots. No. And, and, and that's probably the thing that makes you raise an eyebrow. That's the one that makes you gawk a little bit. It's just like, wow, we can no longer assign Bill Belichick as the best coach in the National Football League because we no longer have the confidence that he's going to figure out in time What's going on with this team to make a material difference? Yeah, but the Steelers, three of their final four games, guys, are against playoff contenders, and they're all on the road. And every one of them is against 500 or better. The Pittsburgh Steelers right now, it is more likely they finish in last place than it is in first place. And it is more likely they don't make the playoffs than they do make the playoffs, in my mind. At the Colts, home against the Bengals, at the Seahawks, at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. That's, those are the four games that Smalls is referring to. And I think that the Patriots are a foregone conclusion weeks ago that they stink, right? We know that. I'm not suggesting that Pittsburgh stinks. What I am suggesting is no quarterback play, injuries last night in and out of the game to Highsmith, Watt, and Benton, three great defenders for them, not ideal. Mike Tomlin is why we think they could stay alive. I don't even know that he can overcome what's going on right now in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at the schedule. I don't know that the Baltimore Ravens will need that game in order to secure the home home field throughout in the number one seed. So there's a game that they could potentially pick up on the road against Seattle, on the road against Indianapolis. Those are tough games, but not unwinnable. And then you got the Cincinnati Bengals with Jake Brown. And so I don't look at it as Pittsburgh can't compete or win in any single one of those games. I don't. I don't see it that way. I still have confidence in Mike Tomlin. What I don't have confidence in is what's going on with the quarterback position. They got to figure that out. We'll see what ends up happening with Kenny Pickett. But Mitch Trubisky doesn't look like he's the guy. Now, if he plays like he did in the second half, yeah, much better. Th- then, then maybe you can feel a little bit better about him potentially being a guy that can, that can steady your offense and give you a chance. But, I mean, what we saw in that game overall, I mean, that is – that is about as bad as you could ask for from an offensive performance standpoint. I will put some of it on coaching, too, because I don't know. They kept taking shots deep. I, I don't understand that. If you look at Trubisky, he actually can run a little bit. And just think and dunk. Like, you don't have this great quarterback. Just think and dunk. Well, you don't want him to run because you're, you're already on your back. Well, they, they want Mason Rudolph anyway. <laughs> the fans do. The fans that, do. That doesn't mean Tomlin does. Well, that's true. <laughs> you guys can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. You can get in on the conversation from last night. Steelers, playoff team or not a playoff team? And is there a such thing as a bad win? Because did New England have it last night in terms of draft position? Plus, coming up, a coach may have gotten himself fired yesterday in a big way. We will get to that next. It's done sportsmanlike. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. 
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and staff types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. We're going to get your phone calls in on last night's Thursday night football game between New England and Pittsburgh at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 in the Dr. Pepper call in line. But i got to be honest, a story that um, none of us saw coming, the way in which we are going to convey it to you today, this is truly remarkable that this is a thing and give credit to Tyler Dunn, Ty Dunn, Go Long, his website, phenomenal reporter. He was the one, Ty was, the first one to report this in a series on his website and Go Long. But I'm going to read this in the summary from ESPN.com. It's the easiest way to convey this to everybody in a concise way. Buffalo Bills coach Sean McDermott said Thursday he regretted mentioning 9-11 in a 2019 training camp talk with his team and immediately apologized. So what happened was he was making a comparison to the um, terrorists in 9-11 in the way in which they unified together to do the job, which is, I mean, nauseating for me to even say out loud. Um, And it's just remarkable that anyone would do that. And here is Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, trying to explain himself yesterday. I want to reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, My intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day day that I lost a good family friend. So there is his attempt at an explanation from 2019, that team meeting. This is way more serious than football smalls, obviously. We look at these coaches and we say some of them put their foot in their mouth in terms of, oh, we know it's over when the Robert Sala on the Michael K. show on ESPN New York when he talks about the uh, pleading the fifth. We talk about uh, you know Frank Reich earlier this season. Brandon Staley's had some of these moments. This is going to be the one that we remember, unfortunately, for Sean McDermott. Absolutely, and... That is an insane reference to ever even 
think of, let alone say out loud, as an example for unification to people who are American citizens, period. End of story. There's no excuse for this. Nearly 3,000 Americans lost their lives that day. Mm -hmm. Why would you ever look at the people that did that and use them as a positive reference for unification? And I know he has since apologized, and even after that meeting, he realized that it wasn't translating well, and he apologized to the team. But there's no excuse for that. And if I was a, a member of his team and he had said that to me as an example, I would never view him the same. I would I would be really disappointed in my coach if I was a member of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, no doubt. He was out of pocket. There's no excuse for referencing the terrorists from 9-11 in any positive light. That's, that's absolutely asinine. And then to try to use – the, the tragic loss of friends and family members as a blanket or a shield from criticism because you did this is just completely tone deaf. And I hate when people do that. They try to use the, the, the you know, the, the proximity to it as a defense for any criticism about tone deaf comments regarding any given issue. That's neither here nor there. The one thing that sticks out to me is this is a comment that that he made years ago. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, why is this coming to light now? And the only thing that I can think of is that we're starting to see some fissures in what's going on with the Buffalo Bills. And maybe, just maybe, there's somebody in that organization that thinks it's time for the team to go in a different direction when it comes to the head coach. They believe that Sean McDermott might not be the coach to allow this team to break through. He might not be the head coach to get this team to a Super Bowl. When you have a talent like Josh Allen that's seemingly regressing, when you have a defense that's seemingly regressing, maybe it's time to get some fresh eyes on the problem and get this team pointed in the right direction because they have the talent on that team. Regardless of what anybody might say about the talent on offense, talent on the, they have plenty of talent on that team to compete at a championship level, even with the injuries that they sustain. But this team right now is sitting at 500. Like right now, you have to point to the head coach. And I think this makes it a little bit easier to justify getting rid of Sean McDermott at the end of the season if they don't make it to the playoffs. It's just amazing to me. Like when you're making references to anything in a motivational way, I mean, you played for you played for Parcells and you played for Coughlin, two guys. And Harbaugh. And Harbaugh. But I'm saying guys with, with ties to the, the military, armed forces, et cetera. Yes. You've got to bring up heroism. You can't bring up terrorism. If you're going to bring up real-life examples, examples of heroism, someone that did something in a heroic fashion against all odds, not something that resulted in the death of people, as you brought it up, Smalls. Like, that, that is insane to think that that could be a reference used. And if you're not positive about the reference, and when you're bringing up real-life examples, don't use it at all. Come up with something else. I understand that coaches want to have motivational speeches. You want to make comparisons. I'm at fault. I make these comparisons all the time. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. I'm not bringing up tragedies. I'm bringing up food. Like, I mean, (laughs) no, seriously. Like, it's just crazy to me to bring up arguably, and I'm not going to do compare and contrast of tragedies, but the biggest tragedy in the history of our country as an example for for what to play better special teams? What what the hell are we talking about here? And using the people responsible for that tragedy as the motivating factor. It's just it is incomprehensible. Yeah, that that's the, the that's the thing about it. Uh, of all of the 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 heroic acts that happened 
when 9-11 took place, the first responders, the firefighters, the police officers, people that were actually in the towers that did not decide to exit the building but tried to save their coworkers. All of those acts. I, I mean, the kid from Boston College. Wells I mean, Crowther. They had the, they the, had the, the, they red, had the red bandana game. Think about all of these examples that you can point to about looking out for your fellow man, about trying to work with others in a team environment in order to make everybody else safer, better. You choose to point out the terrorists? Mm-mm. Like how did like how did Mm-mm. how in the world does that make sense? It doesn't. It's a terrible idea. But again, this is a comment that he made years ago. And a comment that shortly thereafter he apologized to his team and everybody in the organization for making. So I think we have to highlight the fact that this is coming out now. And the only reason that I can think of that it would be out is because somebody inside the organization wants Sean McDermott out. And and we don't know how this information came to light initially, but you know what it reads like to me, guys, is when someone's venting to someone in the media and they're like, he did this, he did this. Oh, back in 2019, you wouldn't even believe what he said at a meeting. It feels like, like, to your point, Cece. Like couples therapists and somebody just just getting it all out. It feels like. (laughs) It has gotten to a point in Buffalo where the frustration is boiling yeah. over, where things like this, where it might have been kept internally, is all now spilling out. So here's the sad state of affairs of the sports world and media we live in and conversation we live in, right? And it's it's nobody's fault. It's just reality. We're talking about his job security as a result of these horrible comments. The team they play this week are the Kansas City Chiefs. If we found out that Andy Reid, and I'm not saying Andy Reid would ever do this, made these comments, nothing would happen to him. We would, we, would, we would have one day where we would say, shame on you. But all of this is t- – it's, it's sick, but all of it is tied together around winning, right? Around are you winning enough, right? You said this stuff comes out. As a guy who played 11 years in the league, this stuff comes out because you're not doing enough with the other stuff. And now all this stuff rises up to the public conversation here. This happened with Andy Reid. Nobody's bringing this up externally. That's just a reality because nobody's looking at him saying, we can do better than this. You are, you are costing us in whatever way you're costing us. It's the sad state of affairs. It's the reality. But again, nobody should bring up 9-11 as a positive example for anything other than what we just said in terms of first responders and the heroes that were there to save other people. All right. Coming up, we will get into the Dallas Cowboys. Could a, a win on Sunday actually be a bad thing for Mike McCarthy? Huh? But first, CC has this for, from Granger. Excuse me. Oh, yes, for the ones who get it done, like LeBron James and my Lakers last night. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from WISE, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM Channel 80, alone Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. After the Patriots beat the Steelers last night, Thursday Night Football, and I think it's going to be the best NFL weekend of the year, or at least on paper, it's the best NFL weekend of the year with tons of matchups of teams 500 or better going up against each other. But the biggest game is Philadelphia-Dallas, Sunday Night Football, And Mike McCarthy's health is certainly in question with the appendix surgery that he had this week. We hope he is okay and hope he's able to be there on Sunday night for the Dallas Cowboys. But I love sometimes in our rundown things that are said in the rundown and then just reading them on the air. Mm -hmm. Because here's what it says in our rundown for today. Like, we knew we were going to talk about Cowboys and Eagles, obviously. It's the biggest game this Sunday. But I'm going to take everybody behind the scenes right now and read something. What happens if the Cowboys win? Canty has a wild theory. <laughs> Does Canty, Canty, have a wild theory if the Cowboys win this weekend? Well, it's not necessarily a wild theory. You know our producer thinks it's a wild theory. I don't think it's a wild theory. I don't know what the theory is, though. Well, well here's the thing. If the Cowboys win this weekend, let's just call this what it is. Dak Prescott's going to be the MVP of the National Football League. Doesn't seem wild. No. So far, one for one. No, he's going to be the MVP. He's going to be one of the highest paid players this coming offseason, if not the highest paid player in the league in 2024. But what I would say is if he's the MVP with that defense, with arguably the best defensive player in all of football in Micah Parsons, who has the highest pass rush win percentage, if, if that ends up being the case, then how is it not more pressure and not more scrutiny on Mike McCarthy to break through the glass ceiling that has been the second round of the playoffs for Dallas? Like that that's the like it, it So are you it's, saying it's a bad thing if you no, Well, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I don't think there's anybody out there that would dismiss the impact that Mike McCarthy the play caller has had on Dak Prescott, but I think Mike McCarthy the head coach can become victim to the success that Mike McCarthy the play caller is having because now all of a sudden your quarterback is viewed in a completely different light. Coming into this season, we were questioning Who's got more pressure on him? Is it Dak Prescott or is it Mike McCarthy? Well, all of a sudden, when you win an MVP, those questions go away. You're an MVP. It's no longer a matter of whether or not you can win a Super Bowl if you are an MVP. Everybody automatically assigns that level of ability to you. Now, conversely, if you're Mike McCarthy and you can't get it done with an MVP quarterback. Now I see what the crazy theory is. And a a defense that, that is playing at this level with one of the best pass rushers, one of the best players in all of football on that side of the ball, then I think it's it's on the board for Jerry Jones to potentially consider a coaching change after this season. Okay. Well, that part I don't agree with. I think that's they, – now, they may, but I think they would be crazy to do it. If they do it, I'm going to say it. We're going to play out a lot of things right now. If the Cowboys ever fire Mike McCarthy, New York Jets, hire him. Hire him. They tried to hire him one time hire, before. But hire him. We know who owns the team. Hire him. 
We know what Rodgers can do with him, whether he likes it or not, hire him. Anyway, to this point, basically what you just conveyed is the LeBron effect. What do I mean by that? I, as a LeBron on-court hater at times because of my love for MJ, hold it against LeBron that he gets to the finals and loses instead of actually holding it in his favor that he gets to the finals, right? What you're saying is it's then going to be held against Mike McCarthy that he props up a quarterback, has an MVP if they don't win the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. It's not the LeBron theory because LeBron is actually on the court. Dak Prescott is actually on the field. What we're saying is LeBron, if he gets to the finals and his team doesn't win, it's on the board that they fire the head coach, which has happened. Yes. That's what they happened. Right, but I'm saying you're David vic- Black. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It happens. You're a victim of your own success because you're raising the bar here. I understand where you're coming from. You're eliminating the question around the quarterback. And I get it. It's all about being able to get the best out of the quarterback. But with Dak Prescott at the height of his powers, that defense and having the best defensive player in all of football on the cheap – in Michael Parsons, and by the way, this is the last year you're going to have that because he's contract extension eligible after this season. You have to be able to get it done. The Cowboys don't have a long runway to keep all of these players together. This particular core, knowing that all of the contracts that they got to address this coming off season, Michael Parsons, CeeDee Lambs, just to name a couple, there's no world that exists in which you can look at this opportunity and say, hey, we've got to get it done. And if you don't get it done – then it's, I think it's questionable whether or not Mike McCarthy can ever win a championship as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. This is so juicy. I love this so much because you're totally right. And think about the debates that will rage on and the conundrum that Jerry Jones will be in. If the Dallas Cowboys win this game, you're right. Dak will be firmly at, at the top of the MVP no discussion. Doubt. And if he continues to play this way, he's going to win it. And a huge contributing factor to that is the synergy he has with Mike McCarthy, the way Mike McCarthy has coached him, the way that he's called plays. They are in lockstep with one another when it comes to Dak's specific success. If they go into the playoffs and they fall they short. They lose in the second if round. They fall short yet again. <laughs> even if it's not because of a Dak turnover or anything yeah. that has to do with Dak. If they fall short yet again... We're going to be talking about Mike McCarthy being fired. But if you're Jerry Jones, how do you take away the main thing that has made your quarterback into the MVP, which is the only reason why you were able to get into this position? That's the point. So That's juicy. That is juicy. So, Smalls, but then here's here's the trickle down. So, all right, Jerry wants to fire Mike McCarthy. So then next year, a new head coach is going to come in who probably is worse than Mike McCarthy with with Dak Prescott – coaching a higher-priced version of Dak Prescott in the future, which means lesser talent everywhere else. Okay, you want to do that? Fine. I'm keeping Mike McCarthy. I am so glad you started this with actually giving credit to Mike McCarthy because many people don't do that. And Mike McCarthy does not get the credit he deserves. But if Dak wins MVP, they did that together. Dak deserves, obviously, the majority of the credit. He's the guy. He's the MVP. Right. But Mike McCarthy has helped him, and to Dak's credit, he has talked about how much Mike McCarthy has helped him. If you get rid of Mike McCarthy, you're nuts if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. But don't you think if they fall short in the playoffs yet again that the Bills going to come due? Somebody (laughs) is going to have to take the ball They ain't hiring somebody better. I'm telling you right now, they're not. You're not not wrong, but we know how frustrated Jerry Jones is. We know what he thinks this team is capable of and the expectations that he has laid out for this team. If they fall short yet again— He's going to have to blame someone. Someone is going to have There's to gotta be, be a fall guy, and it's not going to be Dak. But that's the thing, though. If you have an MVP quarterback with the defense that you're bringing to the party, if you lose in the second round or earlier, 
I mean, what what do you do if you're Jerry Jones? Right. So if you're if we're playing this out, you're you're Jerry. You're, I'm the agent for Mike McCarthy, who I'm just going to assume is Jimmy. And, I, and I guess, and here's the other part of this: who they play in the second round is going to matter too. Right. You don't want to play the Niners so, or Eagles, obviously. But, but here's the thing: if you if you're not playing the Niners and the Eagles, if it ends up being somebody else in the second round and you lose to them. Well, then, that's different. Yeah, what if it's the well, Niners why is it, again? Hold on, why is it different? If you lose to somebody not the Niners and Eagles, then, yeah. then I would have the conversation more so. Then I would say, okay, let's have the conversation. About so the it's future. not off the board that that can win MVP, and you're still talking about them losing in the second round and firing Mike McCarthy. It's not off the board. I, I think they would talk about that. I'm saying I think it's crazy because, like, if I'm representing Mike McCarthy and this conversation is happening, and you're holding it against me. That I can't win with the MVP. My counter is: I'm sorry. Was he the MVP before I got here? No. So you're ho- so basically, I helped him get to that level, and now you're just assuming that he's going to stay there. When we like, we've seen c- players get worse with worse coaching. We've seen that a million times over. So I think Mike McCarthy has an argument. I understand where you're coming from. That Jerry Jones, but may you have just an you just confirmed the argument. You said if he doesn't lose to the Eagles or the 49ers in the playoffs, then yeah, it's on the board that you can fire Mike McCarthy. With you the just way, said that. Yeah, with the way Jerry Jones thinks, not the way I think. I, I would keep him no matter what. He is. He has warranted another year. So they lose in sure. the wild card round. You're keeping him. I'm keeping Mike McCarthy. What if they lose? To no the, way. What no if chance. they lose to the Niners again? <laughs> that's hard too. That's, that's like three Michigan, years Ohio in a row. Three then years in a row. Ryan Day all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You can't beat this specific team. Come on, we're definitely going to be having that conversation. Yeah, I, I just don't think they are going to do better than Mike McCarthy for Dak Prescott, and I think he is. The, it's the best case scenario right now. We have seen the best of Dak Prescott. That's what your job is as a head coach to get the most out of everybody and to win as many games as possible. And I believe in Mike McCarthy with Dak Prescott. I do. Coming up. We will have four downs brought to you by Geico next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. What This is Four Downs. First Down. Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Smalls? Canty? Evan? Smalls has the four down questions. Let's go. Let's go, guys. First down, Jags at Browns. Would you play Trevor Lawrence if he's clear to go uh, with that ankle against Miles Garrett and this Browns defense? 
Yeah, because you still got a chance at getting the number one seed in the AFC. If you look at the remaining schedules for the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, and then the Chiefs with the Buffalo Bills this weekend, why shouldn't you play Trevor Lawrence? I, I get it. He can't be 100%, but put him in shotgun and let him ride. Like, that's what I'm doing. If this guy wants to put himself out there, then I'm all about it. Looking at him yesterday, throwing the football around, even as a limited participant in practice, the guy impressed me. I didn't think he would look that good, so... Yeah, I absolutely think you put T-Law out there just given the stakes. One of the toughest guys in the league at the quarterback position. Yes. I think we've seen that. Yes. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, we know. Everybody kind of talks about how tough those guys are. Mm -hmm. This guy's right there. The answer is yes, I'm playing him because I'm not the Chiefs. And what I mean by that is I can't just assume that it doesn't matter what seed we are and we'll figure it out even though the Chiefs have never played a road game with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Yeah, I need seeding. So, yes, he's playing for me. And, by the way, C.J. Beathard, the backup, is actually hurt too. So it makes it even, I would rather an injured Lawrence than an injured Bethard, obviously. Yeah, we know how tough, he is. We know how tough Trevor Lawrence is. He refused the cart. He wanted to walk all the way on that, on that high ankle sprain. All right, second down. Second down. Texans at Jets. What more do the Texans need to do for you guys to think D'Amico Ryan's locks up coach of the year? I think he has to win the division in order to sew it away, like to, to, to be the clear and obvious choice to win Coach of the Year. He's got to win the AFC South, and it's not outside of the realm of possibility for them to be able to get that done. So, yeah, they've got an unlosable game. Here we go with the unlosable games this weekend <laughs> against the New York Jets in MetLife Stadium. Then they've got the Titans, the Browns, the Titans again, and the Colts. So, again, I think it's on the board for them to run the table to be a double-digit win team and to actually win their division. That's that's how bullish I am on the Houston Texans. And they showed us last week that they can do it a lot of different ways. Even though C.J. Stroud had a good game, they won that game because of Will Anderson and how well that defense played. That's the impressive part about it for me. For a young team to have that kind of versatility in the way that they play – you got to attribute that to great coaching. I think make the playoffs. I don't think they have to win the division as much. I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to win coach of the year because I think when you look around, Mike McDaniel, Dolphins has to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski, if they somehow you know make the playoffs with the Browns with all the absences at the quarterback position. I also will point out Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. And what about Matt LaFleur? Do we start talking about him in terms of coach of the year with, the, with the Packers, with how young they are? He's probably in the conversation, right? Maybe no, he's in the conversation, but but I not I was, over D'Amico Ryan. But the question was, what does D'Amico Ryan's have to do? And I think to win the division, if he wins the division, there is no more debate. Mm-hmm. Like there's no more debate. Yeah, you I know? think I still think I, I wonder if playoffs still get, could get it for him. I hope so. No, I'm not I saying like the him. playoffs couldn't get it for him. I, yeah. I still think it'd be on. Yeah. The, I still think it's possible. But I'm just saying there's no more debate if he wins the right. AFC South. Right. No right. doubt. All right, third down. Third down. Broncos, Evans Broncos at the oh, LA Chargers. Which team is in a better spot for the future? The Broncos or the Chargers? Ooh, Ev, I'll let you start with this one. Okay, so I am going to lean into one Michelle Smallman's constant take about the Chargers that no matter who's there, who the quarterback is, who's the coach, that they are constantly in a state of meh. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> they are. The Denver Broncos have had insane success as an organization over the course of time. So I am going to play out the history, and that even though Justin Herbert is obviously a better next 10-year answer than Russell Wilson, I'm going to say the Broncos are never truly a mess the way the Chargers are, so I'm going to say 
the Broncos. Uh, excuse me, last season, and Nathaniel Hackett would like a word. Well, yeah, he's well. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's, 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 that's about. That's about. That's a great point. No, that's a great point. That's about Nathaniel Hackett. That's not about the history of the Broncos. Right. I'm. I'm just saying though, the Broncos are not immune to a mess. It was. It was bad last year. Oh man, I, I'm gonna say the Denver Broncos because they have the head coach figured out. They, they've got it figured out, and I, and I think in terms of sustainability, your your overall program building in order to have success long term, you've got to have somebody that you trust that can put the pieces in place, put the infrastructure in place to get the most out of your people. Justin Herbert is a top five quarterback this season, based on the analytics, based on QBR. He is a top five quarterback. This team is five and seven. Like we, we've seen it with Anthony Lynn, we've seen it with Brandon Staley. You could have a really good quarterback and still not have it amount to much. And that's what the Chargers are. So I think you're seeing the value of coaching in this spot. And so I have more faith that the Denver Broncos can figure it out. Even if it's not with with Russell Wilson, they'll be able to figure it out and get to a point where they can compete for playoff spots and compete for division titles. But think about how little faith we have in the Chargers organization to get the head coaching hire, right? If we're sitting here and saying an organization with a top five quarterback is not positioned better than the Broncos. I mean, we say that's the most important currency in sports. I think Deion Lewis said it best. When the Patriots lost to the Tennessee Titans, he said, when you go cheap, you get your ass kicked. And that's exactly what the, the L.A. Chargers do when, it comes to, when they go with their head coach. When you go cheap, you get your ass kicked. That's what's happening. Don't get me started on that comment about Deion Lewis as I'm wearing my do your but it's not, shirt. But he's not wrong. But he's not wrong. Yeah. How's he he's doing not today? Wrong. Anyway, go ahead. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So bitter. Google him. So bitter. Wow. Is that a jar? Like, that is uh, therapy, man. I'm serious. Don't therapy. You, don't go after therapy. the Pats. You How need dare ther- you, Dion You Lewis. need therapy. How dare you, Dion On a victory Friday. Right? Class. Exactly. <laughs> Next. Fourth down. Fourth down. Seahawks at 49ers. Could Geno Smith play his way out of Seattle the rest of the season? So... N- Contractually, yes. Logically, I'm going to say no. Because I think what Geno Smith and the Seahawks probably have to realize, they're good for each other, just not in the roles that they're going to be currently in. Geno Smith should buy a house in Seattle. Geno Smith should decide he and his family are going to live there the rest of their lives. He can be a part of the broadcast crew and be a representative for the organization one day. Because what should happen is he should restructure the contract. He should voluntarily be a bridge guy and voluntarily be a backup for the next five years after they draft someone. Maybe ten years he could actually get out of this. And Geno Smith should be forever a Seahawk. He did a phenomenal job in bridging the gap between Russell Wilson whatever is next. He can't be on the, the books at 31.2 next year in terms of a cap hit. Mm. But he should not leave Seattle. This is a man that, that bounced around after the Jets. He was Giants and Chargers. He found a home. Stay there. Restructure. Extend. But allow for someone else to take your job at some point. Yeah, unless they beat the San Francisco 49ers this weekend and they end up punching their ticket to the playoffs. Because if you look at the remaining games on their schedule, it is an absolute gauntlet. They've got the 49ers this week. They've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Pittsburgh, which is not a tough game anymore. The Titans and the Cardinals. This is a situation, if Geno can find a way to get this team to nine or ten wins, then all of a sudden I think that goes away about whether or not he's the long-term option in, in Seattle. I think he's always a quarterback that you'll potentially be looking to upgrade from, but it would take a generational talent in order to move off of him because he's given you such 
a competent quarterback play. So I think that's the thing with Geno Smith and what he's provided the last couple of years for Seattle. You no longer have to overcome your quarterback in order to find ways to win games. That's a really good point. Um, but I wonder, though, even if they were able to do all of that, if they're still making calls and looking around. Just because – Oh, yeah. If, you always look at – listen, if you dating Geno Smith as an NFL team, you always looking. You always looking around and see – Yeah, exactly. You got the sunglasses on walking down the sidewalk so Geno can't see your eyes. You're on the 4U <laughs> Exactly, page. exactly. You know, you, you might still have some of the apps on your phone, Tinder, Bumble, all of the things. You, still, hinge, you might still have some of that stuff. I love it. If you got Geno Smith as your quarterback. Because that's a team that has a great defense. They have a lot of weapons. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach. You're right. They don't have to overcome their quarterback. No. But if that's a team that you could get where the quarterback is the reason you win and have all those other compliments around him. That's a dangerous team. Yeah, but here's the thing. They don't have a path team. to winning this game on Sunday without Geno balling out. And I think if he balls out against what everybody is saying is the best team in the National Football League, it's hard to ignore those types of performances. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. And if it does, I think it changes the way that we look at Geno going into the offseason. Four Downs brought to you by GEICO. Insurance can be hard. That's why GEICO makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy info in the app. It's easy to GEICO. I, I just One other thing on Seattle. I said it last year at the time of the draft. I thought they should have used their two first-rounders to try to trade up ahead of Indianapolis to get a quarterback. I thought it was the perfect time to do it. I thought they didn't because they didn't have to play a quarterback this year. They could have drafted a quarterback. They you did say the, that. I remember. Yep. They had the top five pick from Denver in the rush trade, and it's like, okay, we can go get Anthony Richardson. He doesn't have to play one down for us this year. He learns under a guy like Geno, who I think would be willing to help because of all the stuff that he's been through. And and I'm, it's not to knock Devin Witherspoon. The guy they took at five is pretty good. He is. He's pretty good. He's awesome. But, but they're too good he's now. He's pretty good. He they're too perfect. good now to find yeah. a talent at the quarterback position moving forward that can surplant a guy like Geno. That's the issue. And if you're in the division with the Niners, as Liam Neeson says, good luck. Coming up, <laughs> this is the best NFL weekend of the year. We will discuss next. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.